Here the... we go. So I was uh oh <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> God damn. You know what? Last week we couldn't start right. This week we could start right. So we're rolling with it. Right. This is some inside baseball for you listeners. Took three takes last time to get it rolling in the net. We still <laughs> he just said fuck it. Yeah. But so though I was um back when I was, I was like 14. Me and Static, we used to run this blog called, well, he ran it. I just wrote for it. It was called Asinine Tech. You could probably find, you go on the way back machine, you could probably still find some articles from it. Uh, I, but I was reading. Yeah. yeah. You have a GitHub uh, repo, right? Yeah. It, it's the posts are in Markdown. So when I exported it, it's still there. Please, please don't drop a link. We're not, I'm not sharing a link to that. <laughs> but <laughs> I was reading a review of Ubuntu. Uh, 10.10, I believe, it was the first one that shipped to Unity as a default desktop. And we were just, and I was just rambling about how, like, this is all the stuff that, like, other OSs should have, like, right. apps that try to be unified. Like, a re we called them, it wasn't an app store back then, it was repos, right? Package management. Yeah. The Ubuntu store. And, I think the Ubuntu store didn't mm -hmm. come along until after. So. No, no, the Ubuntu story came out in the beforehand. It was 10.04, and then 10.10, right. 10, it was uh, right. Unity. So, they both, it was the same. Yeah, but they integrated it more into Unity as a whole. So whenever you search for any software, it would, like, bring up the uh, software center. Right. But, like, so we were just going, I was just going on about that. And then, like, it hit me when I was using Windows 10. Like, this is all the stuff we wanted, but all the way five years back, but... No one seems to really be hyped about it. It's just all, I guess we've all been used to it because of mobile stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's just crazy. Desktops are actually exciting now. I'm not sure if they're exciting or they just sort of become one with mobile and they sort of all jumble together and become like some integrated platform. It's no difference. Well, I mean, when was the last, when was the last interesting um, desktop OS release? So Windows 8 was always, uh, everyone knew it was going to be I, Windows 8, could, from the first DP I, that shipped. As far as I can remember, the one that was memorable was when Windows XP came out. And it was memorable because the one before that was Windows Millennium Edition, which was, everybody knows, is the worst, worst Windows release of all time. Even worse than Vista. That's how bad it is. And even too, even stuff like ten, the most memorable releases are the ones that are that just do nothing but fix every single bug in the release. I think People Windows Ten, yeah, Windows Ten is memorable because it's so different from the other releases. It's a whole different model of release and how it was free for all Windows Seven and Windows Eight users. True. But anywho, this is Two Shades of Brown, your weekly podcast. Where we were not going to be discussing Assassin's Creed like we said last week. I, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. No, sorry. It's just Windows 10. <laughs> yeah, this week's Windows 10. I'm Christian Colocho, and your co-host is? Sonic Safe. And Actually, co-host, I mean, shouldn't we Should we just say friend, really? We're all friends here. Let's not co-host. So screw the formalities, right? <laughs> all right. Let's start with our favorite devices, the Surfaces. Surface 3 so yeah, so I picked up a Surface Three a week after they came out, and when did you pick up your Static, your Spear Pro Three? Um, that was it's been about two months, I think, right now since I picked it up. I think. It All was right. So I'm June, the end of June. 
So I'm sitting at three months with my Surface 3 and you're sitting at two months. And I haven't really spoken about it on like Google Plus or any social media or my blog that I never use. Because I mean, I, I, I kind of bought the device with the intention of waiting for Windows 10. Right? We all know how Windows 8.1 wasn't really that great. No, it was, it was, it was okay. It worked, but it was not like the best. Yeah. I mean, on a so my question to you is, um, yeah, like on a tablet device, it was pretty all right. But my question to you though is, how has it changed your impression of the, of the Surface Pro Three? It has. I mean, one thing I noticed with Windows Ten is animations are much smoother, and I think there are new animations in the UI for everything from the start menu to stuff coming up from the taskbar. Uh, which is really and the redesigned mail app. Oh my, it's it's much nicer. And so course, we should point out that Static is the uh, he uses the what is it Thunderbird on his desktop. That's yeah. and so for, to get him to move from like Thunderbird on any device to an actual to another mail app, it has to, has to be something special. It has to be at least decent. Like the UI is, in the new mail app is has moved away from like the sort of like large UI design from the, the sort of the Metro app days. And it's much more uh, space efficient, which is much nicer. But does it support bottom posting? Uh, I don't think it, it, it doesn't matter. I don't think it uh, applies any sort of setting for bottom posting or top posting. So if you want to reply, you're going to have to manually bottom post because it defaults to top posting. Oh, all right. So you can still be a filthy bottom uh, top posting peasant. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, you can. I mean, I think most clients these days default to top posting. Basically, my point is don't top post. Don't be a scrub. <laughs> Any of you listening, just don't, don't do it. It's not good for you. But um, what else? What else do you like about Sen on the surface specifically, right? Before we go into a grander overview of the OS, just on the surface. Uh, the tablet mode thing is really nice. Tablet mode is fantastic. It just it just makes it so that you can sort of like take away the keyboard, and it's a sort of like a usable UI. And it's the touch targets are sort of bigger, and it's just much much nicer to use in general. Essentially, the opposite of Android, right? On a tablet, yeah, uh, Android on tablets is, is it's not even it doesn't exist. Let's just say that. <laughs> but so, on the Surface Three, right? So when I was uh, on Windows Eight, I used mainly Metro apps because this thing's like rocking two gigs of RAM and an Atom processor. Which mm -hmm. you really, the RAM isn't the bottleneck here. If you're using an Atom, by the time you have enough processes open that you're gonna start hitting the RAM bottle cap, your processor is gonna be throttling anyways. Yeah, but so. These stock apps are so much better than the ones in Windows. It, it integrates nicely. It brings in the information uh, and displays it. It integrates with stuff like Foursquare, uh, your usual weather stuff, uh, transit, uh, places near you, stuff like that. It's OK. It, uh, I think it scans your email as well, if you let it. Like if you, you can enable it in the mail app to scan your email. Use the mail app, yeah. For and package can, tracking yeah, and all that stuff. It can also integrate with Office 365 if you use that. So it directly mm -hmm. integrates with that. So you can like pull in like calendar entries and reminders and whatnot. And your OneDrive documents if you use OneDrive. Yeah. So you I can think search. Dropbox as well too, because you can tie your Dropbox account to your Office 365 account. Yeah. So I believe it'll also use that as well. 
yeah, overall it's it's pretty good, but it, the the AI itself is probably a little lacking at this point. I, I imagine that's something that's going to change over 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 time and improve. Especially when they're releasing the Android versions and the iOS versions, so more people use it. Yeah, helps build the knowledge graph a bit more. Right. But so. I've been using Cortana since it came out on Windows 8.1, since I'm one of those five people who owns a Windows phone. Right. And God, this version is so much better. So the Windows 8.1 version was not that great. It would just show you headlines and like places nearby, and that's about it. Like this one, the notebook is more fleshed out. It does. It has more features. The design of it is a heck of a lot better. Yeah, it's much. It's very nicely integrated into the into the taskbar. It's one you mm -hmm. click one button or you use the keyboard shortcut and it's right there. And especially to uh, local search is a hell of a lot better than it was on the Windows Phone oh, version. Local search is fantastic. It's really fast. It's like Spotlight, which is just fantastic. Spotlight is, is so exactly the, like the exact opposite of a Ubuntu Unity search, where it just shows you Amazon listings. Oh Jesus, that was that's so bad. Just. It's, I mean, it's just it's not it's not a good experience when you're looking for something on your on your inside your desktop and it goes out and prior. Yeah. Cortana is smart enough to know, right? Like if you're searching for a program, it has local listings first and then it drops down to yeah. web searches mm -hmm. instead yeah. of it being the other way around. Yeah, definitely. It 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 shows the stuff that's on your on your computer first and then the it's it like gives you like a Bing search command which you can use. All right, so I want to move on to File Explorer, and File Explorer. <laughs> I haven't noticed any real differences. To be honest, I'm not explored that much. But it. it looks um, I think all it's gone is a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, it's it's gotten what I can tell. like the icons have changed. Um, the icons have changed. Nothing else in functionality that I've noticed. Here's why I think they're doing it, because I think the next update's going to bring a Metro version. And I say that because I'm the preview on my phone, right? Yeah. And my phone, there's a full-featured File Explorer app uh, and on the phone. And I'm and since all of the same, right, between phone and desktop, I imagine that once they get more feature complete, they're probably going to try and bring it over to the desktop. Mm. Yeah, because right now it's pretty much the same except with new icons. So. Yeah. So it's still not as good as... Uh, what is it in KDE? I can't. God, the file explorer uh, in KDE. Dolphin. There we go. Dolphin. It's dolphin still not is a dolphin is is next level. The gold standard. Yeah, which is which is weird because I, I've talked. Maybe I've said this before, but a file on the list of file managers that I I rank like KDE is the first, and then the Windows File Explorer, and then uh, OS X Finder because Finder is just so bad. It's just so bad. It's still so bad. All right. So since that hasn't changed much, I actually, you know, let's go to the start menu. How do you think, how do you start menu compares firstly to the start menu in Windows 7? Like, let's just go, let's do that first. How does it compare to, the, is it better? What do you think? Um, well, it's, it's better because you can sort of like, uh, you have those tiles that you can sort of have live tiles beside the uh, actual settings menu and whatnot, which is nice. Uh, it just looks nicer, actually, to be honest, than the Windows 7 design, because Windows 7 had the arrow stuff going on. It's, it was not, wasn't that nice. Mm -hmm. 
I think that compared to the Windows 8 one, it's, I say it's, depends, okay? For desktop users, it's better. But for tablet users, you're able to see more tiles on the Windows 8 start screen than you were onto the Windows 7 one. And all apps weren't as hidden beside behind like a hamburger menu. So I think they still need some work to go on the tablet version, but for desktops, it is much better all across the board. Yeah, it's it's definitely much nicer overall uh, for all device sizes. So not just because Windows 8 was really biased towards uh, Metro, Metro devices like Surface. Yeah. Um, so I, it's essentially the Windows Phone notification center just right. put, like right. reorganized. Yeah. The, yeah, so the collapsible switches like that, that's how it is in Windows Phone and how notifications so are exactly the same as in Windows Phone. I think all OSs these days are like sort of integrating uh, notification center into them. This was a big thing that was missing from Windows for a long time. Uh, yeah. But I honestly, I don't think doing the side pane like how OS 10 and Windows does it is the best approach. I actually think how Ubuntu does it, where each icons where notifications can live in and you can nest it more into them if you want to get a little bit more deeper is a smarter idea. Yeah. Because it just makes it cleaner instead of having a long list. To be honest, sometimes I forget about the action center, like it even exists sometimes. It just, it's just because I'm not used to uh, Windows having an action center. So it's not part of like my workflow. And especially to you have to um, you have to be a universal app in order to have access to it too. So most of the Win32 apps you're using aren't going to be sending no, notifications not. into nothing, there anyways. Nothing on my desktop uses it except for some reason the open VPN app for no reason. I don't know. And the and the torrenting client somehow. But I think the stuff that use gives out like those taskbar notifications can also use the action center, but it's not as yeah. like, but if you're like Google Chrome, right? You have your notification center and same for Firefox. Or Adobe's apps, they have they use some weird custom stuff, right? right. So the big apps aren't going to be using it. Thunderbird as well, since Thunderbird, I'm pretty sure, doesn't use Windows Native's notification no, scheduler Thunderbird thing. Uses, Thunderbird uses its own uh, XUL stuff. Yeah, its own yeah. notifications. But to be honest, it's, it's okay. So I do like how you can configure all the toggles. You can yeah. configure all the toggles and all that stuff. That's nice. That's really nice. It has stuff like the quiet hours thing, which is interesting, I guess. It's like a phone thing. But it's, it's, it's broken in Windows, which is weird. So <laughs> in, in uh, Windows Phone 8, you tell Cortana, you can tell her, she will look at your appointments. During an appointment, she'll turn on a quiet hours. And you can tell her specific times for quiet hours to be on, and none of that's in Windows 10. All you have is the ability to offer on, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really... Not it's meant from phones. I can tell it's meant for phones because quiet mode doesn't really make sense on laptops and uh, desktops. I mean, I there could be like a presentation yeah. mode, which is a thing. Is is there a presentation mode? I don't think there's a presentation mode. Um, there's an option in settings for your non quiet hours during presentation modes in a PowerPoint or uh, something yeah, like that. Because if, if you have a PowerPoint and the last thing you want is uh, notifications. Yeah. So the verdict on Action Center is that they should have copped Ubuntu and not Windows Phone because the Android it style doesn't more, have drop down notifications. It needs, needs yeah, better integration and more apps. And it also needs uh, yeah. also it needs the responsible notifications too. So like we can have actional buttons and the notifications yeah. like on Android. Yeah, which which is a pain point for me on iOS because iOS the only thing that has that is the 
the messages app. It's built in. Mm -hmm. Which is weird enough. Windows Phone 10 also has that feature. At all the stock apps have buttons that you can do for actual uh, items and their notifications, but somehow did not make it over to the desktop. No, I guess they're gonna sort of. It's still. It's it's like the. It's like Cortana. It's sort of. Uh, I feel. I feel like it's, it's just a work in progress, right? Yeah, it's a work in progress. Rumor is, anyways, they're going to drop a Wave Two update in October. Windows Phone 10 drops. They're going to do a big update to the desktop as well. Yeah, that, that so I imagine sense. some of this stuff's going to be added in. Yeah, definitely. So, can we talk but about so, the gaming stuff, the gaming integrations? Gaming, gaming integrations. All right, let's. You want to start with the Xbox app and then move over to how Steam games are running. If there's any incompatibility, you want to just go from like um, Xbox sure. over to Steam. Sure, I can talk about Steam first. Uh, I haven't noticed any issues. Some games actually get a performance increase due to DX12, uh, but I've not noticed. I had to update my, I had to install, reinstall my drivers after I upgraded on my desktop. But I have had no issues. I've heard that uh, AMD graphics card users have had issues with their driver. Uh, it should be sorted out soon anyway. But yeah, the Xbox streaming and the Xbox app. Have you tried Xbox so I I'm on a five gigahertz network. My <laughs> my router's less than like I can't do Ethernet. There's no Ethernet in my house and my router's in my kitchen, so it's not gonna happen. And Xbox game streaming, I will drop a video actually of me playing Destiny. Mm -hmm. And the amount of packet loss I'm getting is crazy. Oh, like it's not like there's no it's weird not tearing. Because, yeah, it's 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 dropping frames, which means that it's dropping packets. Which which is weird because I I, I tested it five gigahertz uh uh Wi-Fi my desktop is on 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 connected to wired so and the xbox is on on a wireless network and i and i used it it didn't drop any frames it, on high they're just perfectly fine maybe you should try it from the see how that works maybe if they're both wi-fi there might be an issue there yeah if, if they're i don't both, know it's i it's think real if weird both, if they're both wi-fi i think the latency and the packet loss can be a bit, a bit bad Basically, one of your devices needs to be plugged into Ethernet. Yeah, or else it's not yeah. going to be good. Yeah, it's not a good. Because otherwise, the latency is too high. So, starting parties from the Xbox app is really nice now because you yeah. can just um, use a. You can use it as your. Though I find it weird how they didn't like make a universal messaging app. How like Skype and Xbox messages are all kind of segmented, which kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. But. But starting parties is nice. You can uh, manage your game DVRs. You can make games and all that. So overall, the, the gaming experience is nice. And also, too, the uh, DVR bar for Xbox games is in Windows 10. I think it is Win-Alt-G. Command-G. Which brings up the yeah. Command-G. So you could, win you can, uh, yeah. some, some command. I'll, I'll post the right one in the show notes, which you can find at twoshadesofbrown.com, by the way. But so it's you can, you can use that to record uh, desktop games, and you can also use it to just make regular screen recordings, which I think is really nice now. Yeah. You don't it's, need it's, any... Essentially replacing what I, I use um, NVIDIA Shadowplay for. Uh, it has this feature where you can, it, like, dumps, like, the last five minutes of video to disk. So it, like, continuously keeps, like, a record. And when you press, like, yeah. a certain key, a key uh, combination, it dumps, like, the last five minutes, which is really nice. Say, when you're playing, like, an, when you're playing a game and you want to, like, capture, like, a clutch moment. So it's it's super nice. So overall, the Xbox gaming experience is real, really nice. I, I, I'm 
like the question here though is like how is it, how nice is it going to be when they start bringing over games that are Windows 10 exclusive, right? Like uh, Gears of War, the Ultimate Edition. I wonder like I mean, how are they going to integrate that? I, I don't really care about Gears of War, but uh, I see your point. It's going to be uh, interesting to see how they. So, Actually, I want to touch on the Office apps, and then I want to do Microsoft Edge. You, you okay? You think that's good? Yeah, yeah. Good game plan right there. All right. So, Office six. So there's two versions. There's Office Mobile, which is free if you have a 10.1 inch device and under, right. and you have to have an Office 365 subscription. Use it if you don't. And then you also have a regular desktop Office, which has been mildly updated with features and uh, speed improvements and all that. But yeah. that's going to be coming out in September. So right now, what I'm using is Office uh, Mobile because I want to try and use as many Metro apps as possible. Because of course, I'm on a Surface Three, so mm -hmm. things generally went smoother. I haven't tried those yet. Uh, probably should at some point. Um, have you ever used any of the iOS Office apps? I have them installed, but it's because I installed them in the middle of the summer, so I don't really have a use for them yet. Uh, when school starts back up, I'll probably have more so use. So you think of it like this though. It's like Office desktop but light. So it's not it's not as feature filled, right? Mm. It's it's more feature rich than Google Docs, but it's not <laughs> as feature rich as Office three as like desktop office. So like if you're using yeah. macros, right, in Excel, then you're not gonna be able to do that. You have to use a desktop no. one. But if you're just doing general school documents, presentations for school, it's a much better choice than I say Google Docs or LibreOffice. <laughs> LibreOffice. Why are you that doesn't exist on okay it does, but it's horrible. Let's, let's not talk about it. Man, LibreOffice is coming to Android, man. Don't you know that? Document uh, Revolution is here. LibreOffice Libre 5.0, yeah. Um, it's coming out soon, actually. You're the desktop Linux, man. That's all I'm trying to push this whole entire show, <laughs> my anti-Microsoft agenda. Uh, I mean, no, yeah, it's, it's getting there. It's OneNote has gotten a lot better. The Metro <laughs> version of OneNote is much better, and especially if you have a pen with your Surface. Oh, yeah. I'll if you have a pen in general. Yeah. One notice. They brought over a good amount of desktop features onto the Metro one, so. Can we take a moment to talk they're, about They're just good. Yeah. A moment to talk about what? What do you want to talk about? Uh, you wanted to do All something right. after Office. What was that? It was. Uh... We had Edge, but I mean, do we need to make some money real quick? Do we have a moment to talk about our sponsor? Who's your sponsor? <laughs> this, week's, this week's episode of Two Shades of Brown is sponsored by Apple. Of course. Warm, delicious, and red. Anywho, what do you want to talk about? I wanted to talk about the big um, uh, privacy discussion uh, in relation. Oh, wait, to okay. Microsoft. Let's let's break this. I, a bunch of Android users on Google Plus who own like Chrome, love Google now, complaining about these privacy issues. Let me. Here's what the privacy things are. There's. I'm going to start the Cortana stuff, and then I can do end with Wi-Fi sense. Yeah. So Cortana, right? Needs to scan mm -hmm. your information. Needs to send your location yes. back to Microsoft anonymized location. Basically, Google does all that. Apple stuff does all that as well. Though Apple, Google, Microsoft doesn't even have an ad network anymore, so I don't know why people are getting that upset. They sold it to AOL, right? AOL has their ad network, or Verizon, I guess now. Like they don't. Microsoft doesn't sell ads. They're not using your 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 information, right? They're like in terms of who's more trustworthy, Apple and Microsoft are more trustworthy than Google since they're running ads. Hmm. But. Even then, Google's still trustworthy because they're not selling your information. So right. all of you guys take off your tinfoil hats. There's that. Which, so like the privacy options are dumb. Like the, micro, uh, the microphone thing, right? It's because every time you say, hey, Cortana, Cortana yeah. activates. And right. go away, go away. I just activated it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but so this is dumb. 
And then you have Wi-Fi sets, which is a feature in Windows Phone where anyone who is in your contacts, if you have mutual contacts, you have their phone number, they have your phone number, or if you sign into Facebook, which is, does not do by default, and anyone who's on your Facebook friends list or who also uses Wi-Fi sense will also, they get access to your internet, your home network internet. Let's make a distinction here. They do not get access to devices on your network. They just get access to the internet. Uh, I think the problem people have with it is, um... It's, it's it's the same problem that uh, the courts had with Google a while back. They're collecting Wi-Fi passwords, um, and they essentially have a massive repository of, of Wi-Fi passwords, which is which is concerning. But it isn't sharing passwords, which is the thing, though. So no, it uses, you know how Microsoft, Windows can ad hoc no, networks, right? The issue is Microsoft has the passwords stored. Okay, on I see. I I see that. I think there's going to be a lawsuit soon enough. A class action lawsuit soon enough. And Microsoft has going to happen. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's weird because it. So as of right now, it's opt-in, opt-out. I mean, Windows Phone, it's opt-in. Windows 10 Desktop, it's opt-out, which is weird. I don't they know should, why. They should really make it default opt-out because otherwise, yeah. it's there's going to be a class action lawsuit, and the EU is going to get in a rage fit, and it's just going to be a, it's just going to be a clusterfuck for Microsoft. It's 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 a lawsuit coming point, soon. <laughs> Yeah, but basically, though, what I'm trying to say is that Microsoft has your passwords, not your friends. That's because it uses Windows ad hoc thing, right, to tether an internet connection to them. Like, yeah, had an the, Ethernet and cable plugged into a new computer. If Microsoft is sharing uh, Wi-Fi passwords with um, government. The NSA, right? So they're trying yeah. to get your computer, yeah. So, I, I mean, basically, it's not, just it's not uh, add another layer to your tinfoil hat, right? No, I mean it's not an invalid concern. I see what people uh, are coming. Yeah, from. I mean I get there. I think they're just blowing it up portion a little bit. Well, I blame 4chan for that. Have you seen the 4chan picture of uh, Action Center? Uh, Microsoft Edge are all like unfinished uh, products. Mm -hmm. just, I think they're unfinished because they rushed to release the OS. Well, they had a. I think they wanted to. Well, I mean, here's what they're doing too, right? They're staging out the rollout, so not everyone's getting it who signed up, no. and they're staging out, and they're doing it as an up. They're doing Windows as a service now, right? The whole entire bed is that's like Chrome OS, it's like Chrome. Every six weeks, you're gonna get a new set of updates. Every month or every two oh, weeks, we right? Talk, and they keep on improving. The, can we talk about the upgrade process? Because that was not without issues for a lot of people. Um, okay, so. I think that in terms, they've had 65, 67 million is the latest according to Windows Central. I'll drop a link. So I think like out of those many people, you only heard a couple horror stories, right? For the most part, it has, it's been pretty good. But I think the a lot of the issues that I've seen are people who have been trying to rush the upgrade. So they start messing with Windows Update. They start messing with the download file. So mm -hmm. it downloads a seven gig uh, folder. It's gonna be a hidden one. It's a C backslash. Um, there's a problem for people. Window. Which I encountered. Uh, I have a personal anecdote right here, uh, upgrade story. Uh, so when I went to upgrade, uh, I noticed that the the Windows update method, it, it was just failing over and over again. I was like, why is it failing? It wouldn't give you like a proper error message, right? Uh, so what I did was I used the the ISO creator and made an ISO. Oh, yeah, and you can do it on Windows 10, right? So And I initiated the setup from that. Uh, and it told me that my recover system recovery partition was too small, and that happens 
Well, that, that happens when you move your OS from a hard drive to an SSD using a third-party tool, like Samsung's uh, mm. tool. So, so I, a while back, I moved the Windows 8 from a hard drive to my uh, SSD, and that caused uh, that made the system partition way too small. So, what I had, I had to use a third-party tool to reboot, ext- uh, extend the system recovery partition to like a gig, and then it, it then it started just fine. Which is annoying. Yeah, and it's gonna—it's just gonna fail silent for a lot of people who, who have had that issue. Just so I think for a lot of a lot of more power users, they may run into more issues. Yeah, but I on think, my on my surface, for, yeah, for people who on my surface, it was just like it was the update. Was, yeah, on my surface, it was like the upgrades ready, and on my uh, someone else's laptop, I was upgrading. Yeah. I had, I mean, it was also, uh, there's just like, okay, it's ready to install. I'm like, okay, my, cool. The problem that I had is very specific to a certain set of conditions. So, yeah. uh, like my brother's new desktop, he upgraded it to Windows 10 without any issue. But it was, it's newly mm-hmm. built and there's been no changes. And my Surface Pro 3, of course, did not have any issues. So essentially, with always, since it's a Windows upgrade and Windows runs on thousands of configurations, for the most part, you're probably going to be good, but there's going to be edge cases. There's always yeah, there's going to be edge cases. definitely edge cases. Yeah, and if, you, if you're messing with the files, uh, that's probably your own fault, and you shouldn't do that. Uh, Don't be the guy who posts the uh, Microsoft forums who's saying, hey, I deleted this folder and I reinstalled some Windows updates, and now it doesn't want to, and now Windows update's broken. Like, don't don't do that. Here's like you can you can download the uh, media creation tool and you can do you can tell it to upgrade and it'll download the files and yeah, do it yeah, upgrade that's, automatically. That's the that's, yeah. the that's the method that works the best and it's, it's probably supported yep. by Microsoft. Um, safe. Yeah. I am at Chosify yeah. and Google Plus. He is plus static safe and I am the lovely Lord Chosa Mordecai <laughs> fifth. And with so, that. Please follow us there. Send us feedback to tell us if you hate us. You can even actually one more thing with that before we get to the end of this. Any any concerns? Anything? Please email s at sadix.com. Oh Jesus! Okay. All right. Then uh, with that, we're gonna finish finish this episode, and y'all have a good day.